0: Listening to tales from the haunt with just Jeff and Flynn (laughs) Hendricks.
1: Are you needing some decals made? maybe some vinyl or monograms, then you need to go check out my wife's Etsy shop at Decals by Ken's. That's K-Y-N-S. Go over to Etsy.com slash shop slash decals by and you can check that in the show notes as well and see what she's done for other people and see what she can do for you. And I'm speaking from experience here. All of my water bottles, my protein bottles, they all have something that she's printed and put on there and those things last. So if you need something like that for a gift, for your family, for your kids, or even for yourself, go check out what she can do for you. And as a special treat for my listeners, if you use the promo code Flynn, that's F-L-Y-N-N, she's even going to get you 10% off your order. Now you can't beat that. So go check it out and see what she can do for you. And I know you hear me.
2: Hey everybody, just Jeff here. You know, at the time that me and Flynn was recording this with Seven, I could never imagine in a million years that I would be recording this message to you all right now. For those of you that have listened to Tales from the Haunt from day one, you've probably heard us mention the Bunny Man from Nashville Nightmare several times. So recently, we have lost the Bunny Man to a unexpected medical condition that hit us all by surprise. So today, we want to dedicate this episode of Tales from the Haunt to our great friend, Lorenzo Pollard. For those of you who had the opportunity to actually know Lorenzo or have him in your life in some way, you know just what kind of a person he was and how big his heart was for people. Lorenzo will never be forgotten. There's one thing that I can say with confidence is that when we haunt, we will hunt in remembrance of Lorenzo until we meet again my friend rest in peace
1: we are back and this time we are in studio and it's a little spooky in here and it's a little cramped but this is going to be another awesome episode of tales from the haunt with not only me flynn Hendricks, but got two guys sitting next to me now you might know one of them i'm jeff just jeff Dr. Jeff Rotol this week, uh, Jefferson Darcy, Ah, just Jeff. And we've got another guy that we have been teasing for a long time now, not only on this podcast, but also on my other podcast, I Know You Hear Me, so get ready, because this one's going to be a good one, and it's going to be a lot of fun for all of us, too. But before we go any further, I want to take a quick minute and encourage all of you to not only follow us on all of our social media platforms, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, but go subscribe to us on your preferred podcasting platform, like us, and leave a five-star and a written review, and tell us what you like about the show. That's going to help us out a lot more than you realize, and we want to get the word out about this podcast as much as possible. All right, this one has been a long time coming. This is one that I have teased for not only the I Know You Hear Me podcast, but it's one that Jeff and I have even made a little drinking game out of for this episode, or I'm sorry, this podcast, I misspoke here, about how many times we call this guy a future guest. So it's about time we had to bend our schedule to meet his schedule, I... Still hate myself for doing that to this day, but I think it's going to be well worth it in the long run. Ladies and gentlemen, I've referenced him as Jermaine. I've referenced him as Dwayne the Croc Johnson, a dollar store Ron Simmons, but in all seriousness, it is my honor and my privilege to welcome the
3: Deadly Sin 7 onto our show. Big Sev, how are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. It looks like you guys got some snow in Nashville. You know, um I got picked up at the airport here in Nashville and... and I don't miss this city whatsoever. People can't drive on a Saturday. Um, So the the person that picked me up, they got me here as quick as possible. Um, Luckily, my merch came in as well. So I'm here. But I'm starving. There's no, I need some breakfast. I need some food. It's coming after Uh, the fact. You've got to do your work first. Okay. (laughs) I know
1: that was in your writer. So we got it covered. We got it covered. I can't believe we went along with this.
3: But I'm just saying that I apologize for the scheduling, but I'm just a busy kind of guy.
1: Well, I mean, I guess if you've got to be the rock stunt double or you've got to fill in for Ron Simmons at an autograph convention, somebody's got to do it. Right.
3: True. Or, or, you know, weather comes into play as well. Because I live in Virginia.
0: Very but, true. Did, did did you say that he's a Ron Jeremy stunt double? No, Ron Simmons. Oh, okay, okay. My bad. My bad.
1: I don't want to get into that stuff. I don't know that about it. <laughs> I I I uh
3: leave, Jeff. Leave. <laughs> remember this. D Wayne. That's how I call him. I address him as D Wayne. Wants to be like me. He he take he 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 takes my ideas. And tries to make him his. Just remember that. Just remember where they come from.
1: So, so what you're telling me now is that this uh, this magical D Wayne person is also interested in becoming a scare actor? Hey, you never know. You look at his movies. This is a good point. But, man, okay, so let's not make it about D Wayne here. Yeah, let's, make it make about this, me. let's make this about you because I know right. you like talking about yourself. I know. Let's so, go. I might cry today, too. That's we'll save that for the other podcast. Oh. This is about getting spooky, but oh, okay. I've, I've never seen you cry, so that may be spooky in itself. But <laughs> let's let's talk about you know getting you involved in the scare acting world because I mean, bringing the wrestling into it for a little bit. I've known you since two thousand seven. I met you within five minutes of walking into my first training session, and you know like your character was this big. I don't even know if you want to call it like undead, but it it evolved over the years to become. This based off a of mythical mythical creature that was the guardian of the gates of Tataris and you became this big monster of a character and people down here were legitimately afraid of you in and out of the ring like that's no joke because of your size you make so many people look small but what was it about scare acting that you thought maybe tied into wrestling and outside of me begging you to apply for the job what made you want to become a scare actor.
3: I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Let's go back to the first point you stated. Yes. I created my character. Yes, you did. It's the other side of me.
1: That's kind of scary.
3: It's what I feel. When you first met me, that wasn't. I was still trying to figure things out. Right, right. Because
1: you were you were still relatively new into it at that point. And I came to figure that out as we became friends. I
3: mean, I was green as I was green as grass. Oh yeah, but who wasn't? Exactly,
1: and who's still not? You know Everybody starts somewhere.
3: You got to start somewhere. You got to turn uh, chicken shit into chicken salad, and and I do that all the time. Um,
1: Man, it's like he listens to our show. He gets the references.
3: Yeah, yeah, but. So, so yeah, you, you, you did beg me, beg me, but I was in a, um, a rough spot in my life where that, I didn't want to be bothered with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really rough until it, it, this day. It's rough.
1: Understandable. Um,
3: but I'm a tad bit better.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, we're not going to go into the, details. we're not going uh, go
3: to de- yeah. go into details, but far as how it, well, let me just get this out. Okay. I put wrestling on the back burner. You came to me. You begged me. i honestly, I thought it was like a waste of my time. I didn't want to do it Mm -hmm. because I didn't see any value. I I just felt it as I'd be wasting. But yeah, but wasting my time? You didn't sell it, but you kept asking me. You kept asking me. And then you name dropped Langley. Yep. And I was like, okay, you know what? Let me just go. I'm not a big person
1: that talks on the phone because I do a lot of talking behind a microphone anyway. I use it as my excuse to save my voice, but when I'm trying to sell it through a text message or a Facebook message, it's a little bit harder to do, but again, you know, I knew you were in that kind of position and I was just trying to as a friend give you something to give you that release to, you know, put that on the back burner and let you get out for a little bit too, but
3: uh, Of course. So this was a way for me to just um Get that fire. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a way. It took me some time to really think and process everything, and, and so I could paint the big picture for myself. <laughs> to really, um, probably work on character development because Absolutely. I wasn't in the ring. To develop something more massive, more more entertaining, more memorable. Right, um, something that something that I can gravitate to and bring out amongst the masses absolutely, so and then, and then I also look at it as, hey, I'll be back in front of people, bingo right there, which will get rid of those jitters,
1: absolutely, and I think well, the thing is too, is like those nervous jitters, like even to this day, those don't go away, and I'm always <laughs> under the impression that if you don't have that before a performance. Something's I, wrong,
3: right? You'll get will you'll, you, you'll drop the
1: ball. I get what you're saying right. But on top of that too one thing that we figured out as we got into the season and we you know like You would come to my house and then I would ride with you or you'd ride with me or vice versa But we figured out that this was like doing weekend bookings all over again for wrestling because we'd have our We'd have our suitcases. We'd have our stuff We'd have to go to the actors lounge and get everything done. It became like wrestling all over again without taking the bumps
3: Well true but let me clarify let's, let's just go back let's, yep, let's, yep. We, we're, we're getting too far ahead um because I was brought in I flew in and 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 did this trial right and I honestly I'm gonna be honest and I know a lot of people are going to be are listening I thought it was foolery I'm like I'm trying out for something that I know that I'm well, I'm well above hear me out Hear, just hear me out. But the... Because how it was explained. But mm-hmm. then you, when you actually did the tryout, I was like, man, this stuff is really hard. Yeah. That's... <laughs> it would be like this. Because uh, Jamie Lee, a great guy. I love that guy to death. Tremendous. Yes, he is. I'm helping him out big time. He he actually... Be your favorite animal. And I, I forgot what I picked. I think I picked, like... Uh, a bear or something like that.
1: Oh, I thought you would have picked a cougar.
3: I don't know what I picked, but I, I had to get on the ground, and I—that was the hardest thing. I mean, I'm I'm 295 pounds, about eight percent body fat, of, of 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 freaking nature. And just imagine yourself being a bear, and you're sore. You ain't you haven't moved like that. <laughs> yeah, and in getting up, my body was aching. So so I was like, man, this is actually hard. And then. And then you had to actually... You're in front of like at least six people in your peers. Oh, you had six. Is, I had 20. On, you had six, and then you had your peers. So i say about 12. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Then you had to scare people. Okay. I'm a pro wrestler. My appearance within itself scares you. I look... Honestly, I've, my goal was to make kids cry, to make that husband mad at me because his wife loved me. That was the goal, right? But... Coming out in, in that small of uh, your peers and trying to scare, and it's frustrating because you're doing it repeatedly. And I'm like, this is not for me. What am I doing? It, it, and then then I, I asked Langley and I asked Jamie Lee, let me be myself and during this trial. And uh, Todd, Todd Sylvester was st- sitting in the couch.
1: The old candy corn nips. Right. <laughs>
3: And I guess you had to come out this dressing room and and be a character. So I wanted to be myself. I I there, and there was a chair in the dressing room. I picked that chair up, like I slammed it together, and then I came out and Ty thought I was gonna hit him with that chair. I actually looked at looked through his soul seriously, and and broke that chair on the floor. That right there. That right there. Signed the deal for me, right? As long as I could be myself, that that was that was all all said and done. Right. I just couldn't be during that trial. I couldn't get into it.
1: And it's it's something that you and I have talked about, um, you know, especially in the corporate world, and with us having similar positions where you're training new people. the 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 line is: it's always harder to do it in front of your peers than it is to do it in front of you know a fellow customer. Or in front of a live crowd,
3: it's hey man, I make magic. Yes, in front of in front of uh, when you say corporate, I've I've made magic. Absolutely, but when it comes in front of my peers, even when I was in you know speaking like high school and and college or whatever, you just you're like shaking in your uh, boots. Yep,
1: which it, it's such a funny dynamic too because you're a very charismatic, very outgoing person. If people haven't picked it up in the you know thirteen minutes so far but it's so funny because a lot of your characters and then even like your wrestling character to an extent is not a big talker it's all you know displayed through your body language
3: I mean I can talk absolutely I I just feel like when I was growing up watching wrestling the the Undertaker Sid Vicious um, I mean the list goes on and on the Warrior I mean the Ultimate Warrior um, Yokozuna all those guys never really talked Big uh, Big Van Vader they had managers but once you, even Goldberg, even Batista, mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar, um, the, meaning the Beast incarnate, Kane and all them, once they talked, it was kryptonite at one point. Yeah. And then all some excelled, some didn't. But my whole thing of growing up watching as a kid is they walked, like Arnold said, you walk on stage and you'd be like, boom. Look at this hunk of man on on stage. You yeah, pose, yeah, yeah, and, you know, yeah. So they, they, your your arms are bigger than the other guy. Whatever. So you come out, and you command attention. You shouldn't have to use a voice. Absolutely. It's all about body language. Absolutely. And then on top
1: of that too, I feel like that translated because you went through um, several stages of character development this past season, or we'll call it Haunt Season Twenty One. Because you tried out several different, you know, masks and characters. What was it like for you finding your personality in that? Because, again, that was your first time in a situation like that. And those masks can be anywhere from like 15 to 30 pounds on top of your head. And I know you had to help me get quite
3: a few of them on, too. Well, yeah, I'm glad you bring up this scenario. Well, I'm, well Can we touch base on this for a while? Yeah, please. Okay. So, I'm going to be honest, and I know some people are, watch, uh, are listening and probably watching Some of those characters, I did not like. They sucked. I was pissed because it wasn't me, okay? And that ties back to wrestling. If you you want me to give you 110%, let me be me. You took the words out of my mouth. I will still give you 110%, but it's not going to be me. It's going to be something I'm trying to figure out, and I'm stumbling absolutely not, that's just how it is
1: the confidence isn't there so you can't convey it right. to the level that you know, that you have in your mind of it so that's right. where it's frustrating
3: I mean I could sit down and take a pencil and sketch a, sketch something out freestyle absolutely because that's my mind to put it on paper that's me versus copying something out of a book that ain't me and it, it won't look natural absolutely so what let, what's let's, let's start with first character number one right mm-hmm so, in this is where Jeff comes into play, and i I thank Jeff for this because they he made me feel comfortable absolutely in this um scene called Newtown, and I was outside, and he had my back, and there was one night that these uh Let's just say kids. I'm not going to call them punks because, you know what? I know exactly yeah. which group you're talking They're, about, though. They're kids. Was... And, 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 you know, whatever. I, 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 at the end of the day, I would have whooped all 15 of them. I, I bullshit <laughs> you fucking not in their parents. And um, I was getting hit by rocks from mm-hmm. behind, and yep. Jeff saw it. But you know what? I knew he had my back. He he, he legitly did, and you should have seen as many as like security were, and event staff come in and swarm that place. And till that day, I knew Jeff had a and I had a bond. Yep. And he, even before that, he always checked on me. I mean, it was hotter than hell. It was my first time. I thought I thought I was going to die, you know, being in the mask. And he always checked on me and had my back. <laughs> even even the time it rained and I flew off the car. Oh, I forgot <laughs> I about that. I legitimately flew. I was flying. I was like Superman. But I landed. I, you should see my landing. I landed on one knee like I was Batman. He did. And I looked up, trying to make sure people didn't see me. And Jeff goes, you okay over there? I said, yeah, I'm good. And he chuckled. <laughs> yeah, he, did. he chuckled. He just wanted to make sure I was okay. But every day, this guy made sure I was okay. Um... But back to the mask. So there was a mask. There was a character, part of Newtown. And it is, this mask was badass. It made somebody's Facebook post. It, he, the guy recorded me because I saw, I saw another but light
1: Yes, because it was in the YouTube video where he came through and yeah. did the did the video. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: The whole, the whole from the mask on down, eat the threads were, were badass. And I, you can't even find that. Things get lost in the shuffle. But I felt that character. That was the first one. I just could stand there and, and be me. But, Again, my cranium of knowledge is so massive. The mask ripped. It ripped on me during the... I think it was so hot, it just started dissolving. And I had to come out that mask. All
1: what's, right. What's funny is that was your first mask and yeah. it got a rip. My first mask, when, they, when I was doing something inside the house, got caught on one of those things and it pulled the nose up. And these were both brand new masks. Too. Yeah, and,
3: and, 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 you know, uh, so the next mask... The next time I got put in this, like, this uh, ru- this ruin of a mask from, like, Guatemala, I guess it was. I don't even know what kind of character it was. It was green. It did not fit me. Oh, well, I remember green. that Green. Yeah. I did not like it. You should have seen my face under that mask. And I'm like, why am I in this shit? I was like, I cannot be myself. So I had to fake it to make it the whole night. It fucking sucked. Everybody else, to me, was having fun. Um, but it sucked. I hated that mass every night. I started hating being at the hunt. Oh, wow. I did not want to be there no more because of, I could not be me. Okay. So when I get in a funk, it doesn't matter if it's wrestling. It doesn't matter. Whatever it may be. If I can't be myself, I don't want to be involved. I'm sorry. That's who I am. I'm a perfectionist. Absolutely. I feel, I feel that feel, yeah. so. I'm a perfectionist people come to pay to see me, all right? Mm-hmm. No matter if they laugh, no matter if they cry, yeah. no matter if they boo, or no matter if they cheer. As long as you're getting a reaction, yeah. you're polarizing. If they're quiet, something needs to change, all right? Let's yeah. just get that out right now, mm-hmm. all right? So that that went to, that threw that to the side. I don't know who I told. I said, like, dude, this, this shit doesn't work. It's not going to work. We need to figure something else out. So... That was mass. so then mass three was given to me by 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 bunny and uh which is a high energetic guy, energy guy you know he's pretty hilarious
1: yeah I mean he's uh, he's all over the place yeah. if you see if you see the hashtags for our haunt or you see the videos he's in everything
3: so yeah literally he's in everything yeah. we'll get we, we'll get on that guy here in a second but he was like, "Hey, seven. I think this man. He was promoting it. I think this mask would look great. I'd, and the mask was Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster. Let's be correct here. Right. Whatever it may be. I did not like it because of the whole scenario of I'm a big guy. Yeah. I'm methodical, which I'm not. And in high school, people called me lurch. I am not. I'm very athletic this is true i could dive off a diving board hit flip top diving board whatever you want me to do right
1: you got hot and I've i still could
3: dunk on a, dunk a basketball with no problem yeah so and i could do a standing drop kick but i just don't do it but i can but it people in high school called me lurch it brought me back memories and i did not want to do that shit so he was like just give it a shot man i was like, okay okay whatever so I gave it a shot, but I found I found the best outfit to go with it. Man, I had they had this like sheriff's outfit that was probably like an extra small. Are you gonna be able to fit in that? I was like, I can turn chicken shit into chicken fucking salad. Watch me get into this. I squeezed my big ass in there. Yeah, it was tight. I squeezed and it was hard to breathe, but I made it work. I had these like these this like janitor's outfit, but I made it. F- then put it all on, and I, I, I tied it, but it was it was cool. And then I found an apron. Well, I didn't have an apron on at one point in time, and I had these gloves on, these like yellow like lunch lady gloves, but they weren't rubber, you know, they, they weren't by Rubbermaid. And I went out there, and I, I still couldn't get into it because the thing was nobody was scared. I my thing of a haunted house is when I used to go. I don't care what age I was. I mm-hmm. was scared. The last time I was at a haunted house, I was standing in line, and this dude was Jason. And he was coming up, and I was buying tickets. And I was telling I telling my crew, I was like, "Dude, we need to go." This was in high school. We need to hurry up and go because this dude's about to come and mess something up. He raised that axe or knife, whatever, had, and and legitly put it in the wood. And I was like, I don't want to go in there. I that's what I my thing is of a haunted house is is not a circus. This is not Barnlund. This is not Ringling Brothers and Bailey Circus, Barnum whatever the name is. Barnum and Bailey. Yeah, this is not the Shrine Circus. This is a freaking haunted house. I believe everybody should be crying and and be scared and not wanting to come in. Just like the little kids that sit in the front row and they cry their little asses off because I scared them by looking at them. Legit. When I went to the haunted woods at one point. I got. You had a scene. The last scene was a tax, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Trust me, this is when I'm at. I'm in college. I go, "Hey guys, those are my frat brothers, and 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 some of my sorority sisters at the time." So I go, "Hey guys, this scene reminds me of something, and I cannot get it out for the life of me." And this dude revs this like chainsaw behind me. I bolted. I ran through them, the people in front of me, and. They, people were holding on trying to and i just drug everybody through the security was laughing and again i was scared and that's why i my thing is i want the i want you to be able to have nightmares of me so in turn i had to make this Frankenstein work mm-hmm. so i made it work I said, you know what? I'm gonna try to do the best I can do. So the thing was, I always left my arms exposed because my I got biceps of 22 inches. Hulk Hogan might have 24s and whatever he got, but I got 22 inches, legit, flexed. So I was like, I went to the um, our paint staff our, or our, our makeup staff. Talked to Ot, um, I believe it was Sandy. And you had the we, whole team involved. I, I in had the one. whole team. Yeah, they. It took hours to paint me, so they were painting my arms. So the the painting of the arms add more pizzazz to the character. It made me feel alive. So okay, that was cool. So then, weeks go by. Whatever days, it felt like a year. It felt like a year there. <laughs> then and then we we come up against um, the rhino. That was the next mask. The rhino had a mohawk, had tusk, the whole nine, right? All I had to do was find an outfit to match. I found a shirt which got lost in the in the shuffle, and I had the same pants. But the rhino reminded me of Rocksteady yes. of of Ninja Turtles, yes. hands down. And I was like, I could bring this to life. So I was really my normal painter in the beginning. A makeup artist, he painted me, and made it happen. I brought that to life. I made people scared. I was jumping on the hay barrels. I was all over the place in that place. Yes, I was jumping on hay barrels near <laughs> near Forsaken, wherever that place let is. It's a big building. Let
1: me let me throw this in real quick. I just happened to look up one time, and I was standing there. Uh, You know, because there's a rule, too, that the staff wants to be scared. I was actually talking to our general manager at the time. We just happened to look over. We see him trying to jump on the hay barrel. And it looks like, you know, like a pig is stuck under a fence with his little legs dangling (laughs) off the top. (laughs) And then when he finally did get up there, we just kept watching because we're like, what is going to happen here? It had rained. The hay was slick. And we're like is this dude going to jump or is he going to slip? Like, what's going to happen here? And we thought he was just starting to slowly go to the side. And these people are like, is this guy a statue or is he real? And then he jumps down and scares them. We're like, oh, that could have been so bad because he would have fallen right on top of this, like, 10-foot animatronic pumpkin king and then into a, an old dilapidated trailer. Like, it was... Oh, it had the potential to be the most epic, hilarious, terrible storm of things that could have happened.
3: I, yeah, I remember this. I make things work, and I tested out the the environment, I should say, before I did it. Um, I turned that character and made it into life. I, that character right there scared people. That one, I was able to look like a mannequin. People thought I was fake because yeah. of what I did to my, my the makeup he put on me. And I transformed and was able to turn to like a mannequin and then boom, I was real life and they will lose their shits. And that character actually became very popular in the photo booth too. It was, yes, it was popular in the photo booth. It was, it was popular on, on, on social media. It was, it was the, it was going, it was the thing, it was the it factory had it, you know, but then, um, Oh yeah. Back I and also um they had they had this mousse I put in my hair to make the make, make my hair spike up. Mm-hmm. Oh that mousse! And that was like I thought he was talking about a mask I've never seen. I was like, where's that mousse? <laughs> no, it was hairspray. <laughs>
0: and so it was like Romney recalled it. It, it <laughs> made it
3: spike up, but then something like I say when it rained, it obviously it curl over. But still, it it was the shit. When I was in the photo booth, now here we go. Reason why the mask never got put back on. I was in the photo booth. And here goes a punk. And this young punk wanted to be touchy-feely, right? So he wanted to come in. And I was a mannequin. And he goes, oh, gee, look at this guy. It must be fake. He's touching my mask. I'm standing. and I'm smiling. And he ripped my tusk. And I grabbed his hand like I was his daddy. I said, "You little," I said, "Dude, don't ever fucking touch my shit ever again, or I'll fuck you up." Yes, and I did say that shit. <laughs> I did say that.
1: I didn't know that. One. I, I, I
3: I said that. I would almost fucked him up before fucking up that man because that that mass, I I became one. Yeah. Okay. So and then it started ripping <laughs> out that, and it couldn't be glued back and all that. So I had to turn that one back in. I was kind of heartbroken. To be honest, understandable. So, we go to another mask, right? I think this is the final
0: one. Yeah. With, and with that being said, that was m- the the last character and mask that you built. Yeah. Was yes, you love the other ones, but this one was my favorite because the, you turned it into yeah. something,
3: and it was and, like a culmination. Yes. And and trust me, I'm I'm tr- I'm building it, and I think I'm going to bring the Rhino back. Because you're talking about the Rhino, right, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this Rhino will be a hit moving forward. Um, honestly, it just needs a little tweaking, and and then we could we could probably set it off, yeah, and into space. But this next one, there's a weight limit for that. <laughs> <laughs> little fat man has jokes. I see <laughs> your gut. You know, I'm yeah.
0: I'm just sitting over here still trying to figure out what the fuck a hay barrel is. No, hey, it was hay the hay. Bale. You didn't
3: see the hay in <laughs> you, down there. Y'all kept cycle? calling it a hay
0: bale or hay barrel well, or whatever it is. Hay bale. Hay bale.
3: I, I'm, I'm not from the south. Okay? I learned to let him speak how he okay. speaks. Okay, I'm from up north, <laughs> where where snow is real. Okay, and I live out east. Okay, <laughs> go on. <laughs> so it was a hay bale. Okay, it was it was a roll of hay that was like 20 feet tall. Oh, let me get back up on it. And this guy, I was standing up on it one night, and this guy wanted to push it. And I'm like, okay. I was, oh like, okay. I was like, I hope he doesn't push it again. I might fall. So he did it again. And I was like, hey, little punk. <laughs> That's okay. what I called like <laughs> that. All right. And I actually, honestly, I talked like Hulk Hogan. So it was like. It, <laughs> That's it, what it, I was going to ask. It, it you was like, all, oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> oh, let me tell you something, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this. And I was like, hey, little brother, dude. Don't push that hay barrel again because I'll mess you up, Jack. That's what I said to him. He was like, and he laughed. I was like, you want me to come down? He's like, you won't do nothing. And I was like, okay, brother, dude, I'll come down. I slid down that, and he ran. And he, cause he didn't think I was that big in person. So you got to look at it. It's the projection, right? Yep. It's, it's, you know, so I came down, dude ran. He almost, he tripped over the barricade and I didn't care. He tripped. I did not care because he tried to hurt me. So he got hurt. But obviously me being the guy I am and working in the business of customer service, right? I had to ask him, are you okay? Aww. Which I really didn't want to. I just had I had a conscience.
1: No, we had the same conversation because that was the kid that I got while he was jumping over the barricade.
3: Yeah, I wish he would have landed on his neck. To be honest with you. Well, didn't that guy actually get um walked out that night? I believe he did. Cause yeah. he he act he act up in the hunt. Yeah. yeah. Several times. Several times. Yeah. So so moving forward, I find another mask. I was like, you know what? Let's be a clown. I never did it. I lo- I loved it. I loved, you know, whatever. I loved it. The movie. And, you know, clowns are scary. I was like, you know what? Let me bring my seven jacket into this. So it's like I think I could do something like put put something together. I think I could put something together. If I bring my jacket into it, so, and this is where the <clears throat> the sadisticness came into play, and yes, my mind is twisted. I, I don't know where that has where it came from. Maybe because I'm from Wisconsin. I mean, the home of home of Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, I mean, you got John Wayne Gacy in, in in Chicago. I mean, I mean, you got Stephen Avery. I hope he gets free out there. You know, he got framed, but I mean, I guess I am. Weird. I mean, I just named some weird people, so there you go, right? So, uh... <laughs> hey, embrace your inner weird. That's something that we figured out on this show. Uh, well, shut up, boy. Anyways. <laughs> shut up. Hey, so, and Jeff can't help you. And and this is the thing, so...
0: I'm just sitting between these two guys, hoping they don't go after each other.
3: So, before I introduce the jacket with the character, I I, I brought out this apron again. And I found a bice bice uh a biker helmet. <laughs> and I think I created a monster and and it brought out more personality. And um I guess you guys saw saw me on, on Q line. Oh yeah. With it. Your thoughts. Did it did you see more personality? Oh
1: yeah. And I saw it the one thing for me, especially like because people would come to me for the jokes or the mean jokes or whatever. I never but but then i would see them well i had to do something because i was like the second to smallest person out there and everybody else had you know their their niche for what people came to see them right. for but i would see them gravitate towards you or you know again it's something you referenced earlier not blowing smoke because you're here but some of these girls Blow would smoke. like they they loved seeing you and their boyfriends or husbands significant others you could tell they were, you know, irritated or intimidated by that. But people gravitated to you, and it's like you put that energy out as you would found your own character in doing that, too. But, again, I don't want to hog all the talk here, because I feel like I've been doing that already. But, you know, like, Jeff, what was it like for you, especially seeing him develop throughout the season and yeah, find these characters. different characters?
0: It, it was really crazy because, you know, going from the guy in the pit that launched himself off the cop car <coughs> to to free-flowing basically anywhere you wanted to through, you know, the midway, um, watching your character development. It, and, and it was it was noticeable for me when you was in a costume or a mask that you didn't feel. Like, you wasn't feeling. I could tell because, you know, I, I kind of learned you pretty early. Right. Um, but the fact that I watched that character development for you and watched your, your acting skills progressively get more and more every, and really every weekend. Um, so you always, that's, you always tried to go one step higher every night we was there. And what was it that made you push to do that? Like it's, it's almost like you put in more work every night and that, sometimes you can't get anybody to do the baseline model of work that we have to do. So what was it that made you push for more every night?
3: Well, the people that came, they, they fuel me. Right. And if I didn't, so that's one portion of it. The second portion is I need to be better than the night before. That's what I need to be the better. I need be, I need better. I need to be better. So if I didn't get a reaction the whole night, out of the, even if I was near the photo booth, I had to be better the next night. I had to, had to go back, go back to the drawing board, think, okay, what can I do different? How can I stand different? So that's why I'll, I'll ponder that night, the next day, and then boom, I'll, I'll put it in, in the play. Okay. So okay. that's what I did. That's how, I mean, every night. And then plus, don't get it wrong, um, I call him Daisuke. Yep. We fed off of each other. Oh yeah. yeah, it was it was a competition, so we're competitive, so just like but, at work, right? So he, his niche is he, he he talks and all that, which I could do, but he, it's different. But I ha- I feed off of that, so what can I do better? Oh, yeah, because I would even,
1: too, like, I would I would just joke around with the girls, especially when you had the, the rhino mask or whatever. I'd make all those jokes, and, you know, like, I'd point them towards you. Like, they wouldn't even know you were there, and I'm like, oh, there's something horny coming up behind you. And it's like, they turn around, and then they're face first with your horns, and it's like,
3: oh, look at those arms. It's right. Like, oh. They were, they were hypnotized by the sides. Yeah. Got yeah. mesmerized. But, no, to be honest with you, it was just... The thing was this: I had to be different every day. I cannot be what I was the day before because it would have got st- stale quick. D- doesn't matter what mask I was in. And I've I've made this reference before, and I know
1: Jeff. Like you, you've caught on to. It's a Shrek reference, <laughs> but it's also one that I've picked up in improv too. Is that like in this? In this level of acting and in character development, too, it's literally like an onion where you peel it back and you find another layer of this character that you can bring to the table. And it's also a learning experience, too, where you find out, okay, this works, but this doesn't. Or if I do this and this together... This got a great reaction out of these people. I mean, it's literally like wrestling all over again. You dissect it on the way home or right after it happened. You listen for the reactions. I mean,
3: let's let's just be let me be let me paint another picture. When people were standing in line, I didn't lally gag and ha ha hee he. Yeah, that was me. I, I could've ha ha hee hee. I could have danced. I could have done whatever. Walked on my hands or whatever. Handstand. I walked through them motherfuckers. You're going to part the... I parted the C. Yep. I command attention. So you want me to get involved? I'm sorry. I will walk through you. And you will move. And that's what it will... You'll part the C. And that's where the opposite in our dynamic
1: comes, too, because I'm so small. Like, I mean, I guess I'm average size. I'm 5'6", 5'7". But I could just navigate my way through the crowd, and if people didn't know I was there, even in a mask, like, I would just blend in because I was just average size. But... Th-
0: Average size for a woman, maybe.
3: <laughs> you and these one liners, Jim, I'm about to beat them. But I what I would do is how I made how I made Rhino and all these other kids, how I made Rhino so historic was I found ways into the guardrails. Like like I was like invincible. I, I wanted to I wanted to walk through the guardrail. So but obviously I could not walk through the guardrail. <laughs> so I had to figure out a way to make it look like I walked through the guardrail. So I will go down the guardrail and find a opening. And I I'll, I'll I'll like either slowly open it depending on how many people or just yank it open and go in. And then I'll command my way and by me walking like like Mike Myers or Jason this this rhino that's a freak of nature you they they got scared. They didn't they can go anywhere. Some people they wouldn't even look. That's how scared they were. Mm-hmm. But then, what's the, let me just get off the characters for a second. Because I think I, I forgot to talk about one thing. We were short staffed sometimes. All right? I had to go in inside the hunt. That's some hard shit. Yes. I don't care because yeah, during tryouts, you have to scare so many times. You know what? That's the hardest shit ever. I'm not even going to lie. That's a lot of work. I commend the people that work in the hunt. Absolutely. And, and that's probably... But, but the thing was this. What made it fun... I made it a competition because yep. I found people in Newtown, and I said, hey, if I come in there and do better than you guys, then you, you're you in a whole world of hurt. You, you, you guys suck. However, it was just a competition, and, and that's what made it fun. Yep. And then... And then I, they left me in there because I think I talked a lot of shit. And I got out scared because it's a haunted house. Even though I worked there, I was like, holy shit, where the fuck am I at? This is, You see this on, like, Child's Play, like Chucky. You get lost in the fun, a fun house. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Chucky comes out and cuts your Achilles tendon off. <laughs> but I think the fun part about that too is, um, and I'm actually going and to. And I busted
1: my head in there. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. I remember that. But the thing that was cool, like, this is a two part thing right here. And this is a cheap plug for my other podcast because upcoming guest for this show, uh, AC, also known as Anna Christina, mm-hmm. she painted the picture beautifully on my interview with her on the I Know You Hear Me podcast because right. she also floated in and out of the houses like we did. And she would do Q Line as well. The Q Line. Is like the seasoning on the steak, but the scare actors inside are the main part of these haunted attractions. If we don't have them, nothing, like, the whole thing falls apart. We're just there to get everybody hyped up at Q-Line to go in there for them.
3: You gotta look at it like this. It's like a comedy show. It's like a concert. Yeah. It's like a guy, the ring announcer. You are frontline. Yep. You gotta set the tone. Yep. for the rest of the night. Absolutely, you are the opening match. Absolutely, that sets the tone for the rest of the night.
1: Which, as we're doing that, that's the thing I'm doing tonight. Right. Anyway, so
3: you have to, you have to set the pace. Yep. If if you suck, everybody else is gonna suck. Those people. This is what this is what it is. I'm gonna <clears throat> paint a picture. Those paying fans. Remember when they first walk into the door mm-hmm. and when they leave. the la- yep. When they go first go in and, and then last. They don't remember anything in between. They remember first, pictures and all that. Last, before they get to the merch and leave. That's all they remember. So if you do not set your tone, you have messed it up for everybody and the rest of the night. We're the first and the last people they
1: see when they come into that haunt. But mm-hmm. on top of that, too, going back into the house... It was a huge thing for me and a huge confidence booster because originally, yeah. before the Q line auditions, we were supposed to be in the houses. I know. that, but,
3: uh, that would sucked. But then uh, <laughs> it was
1: it was a strenuous <laughs> thing being in those houses mm. too. Don't get me wrong; like you get a workout doing that. But it was always so, so cool uh, that the, that the leads and the house, like the heads of the houses, got excited when we would get pulled in there too. Like that was a huge like badge of honor that they wanted us in there too because it's like, oh, we know that you guys can. Entertain and have fun and just, you know, like make the scene something, you know, and it's like Need more th- bathrooms in
3: there. <laughs> Seriously. Cause they're too far apart. Um, but you know what's cool? Jeff got in there one day with me. I was like, okay. Jeff's in here. I never seen him do this. He made <laughs> no, for sure. Dude,
0: man, you killed dude, it. We
3: killed it. Yes. But he did good. We 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 actually came up with a plan. When he got in, there, I was like, okay, what do you want to do? He's like, I got this and this, you got that. I was like, cool. He made Somebody throw up. He made this chick <laughs> fucking throw up in the hunt, and I glorify him. I basically, I'm not worthy. This guy is a legend to me because he goes, Damn, Sev, I just made somebody throw up. And because you could hear them say, Hey, please stop, please stop. She's throwing up. And I looked, Yeah, the person actually threw up. That's how scared they got. I was like, holy shit. Man, I was like, I hope I could do that one day. This is a three-peat
1: of praise and honor for this guy over here doing his uh, his Just Jeff things. But, like, this is the third episode in a row now that bodily fluids have come up and it's talked about making this chick puke or making somebody, like, poop their pants or, or whatever it is. But, I mean, like, that was the ultimate for this season because that is the first time I'd ever heard somebody get so scared that they just yacked everywhere. Like, Jeff's a legend. every
0: year.
3: He's a legend. Maybe I,
0: not with just me, but it happens every year. Somebody, somebody craps themselves. They pee themselves. They throw up. Says whatever. Um, I made somebody
3: cry. I guess that counts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, uh, that counts. It's bodily fluid. Yeah. Okay. I mean, technically. Yeah. So okay, cool. <laughs> I,
0: I enjoy excreting tears of children. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. This girl came through with her boyfriend through Forsaken. I guess it was, and I was standing underneath the body that's hanging. And, I, and whatever I did, I was like, boom! And she goes, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and I and I keep going, and and, and her boyfriend didn't do nothing. Anything, and she grabbed me by my shirt and said, "Please stop! We I need to get out of here." I'm like, "Okay, get your hands off of me, real quick, and go that way."
0: The first off, back out. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> and she was she was
3: it, it, off I, my Hershey's kisses. I was I was laughing and. In I chuckled after she left. That was hilarious to me. Yeah. Um, but outside of everything I described, Q line is is really what I did. It was really it worked on character development. Absolutely. It was hard, but it, it was hard. Oh, of course. But, you had to keep your mind going. But it, it worked on character development. And then when I finally found my character, it was gold. So as long as I'm, I'm myself it's good but if i'm if i'm not if i'm not isn't is it's it's not gonna work if for example we did we did uh love bites and uh i I talked to brad he's the he's the he he's the man he of the whole Thirteenth floor the vince mcmahon he he drives the cadillacs and ride and wears the suits and cuts the paychecks um throughout the hunt but anyways, I asked him. I was like, we sat down. I had my water in my hand. I think I had some uh, chew in my in my mouth. And I said, "Hey, sir, I want to." I said, "Love bites is coming up. I got an idea." And he said, like, "What kind of idea you have?" I was like, "Man, let me just let, let me bring let me flow, but I need two other people to join me to make this work." And he was like, "What is that, uh, Seb?" I was like, "Let me be, Gang Grill." The brood, because it goes perfect. He's the biggest vampire out there. It's Love Bites. I just need my Edge and Christian next to me. Obviously, to make a long story short, the Edge and Christian didn't work. I don't know what happened. But the to me, the, uh, the gang grill got over big time. And... Um, Yes, it was cold as shit in a blouse. <laughs> but I'm from Walker's, Wisconsin, But still, Game. it was that wind was Blouses. blowing, and it was cold. However, I got to stand in some fire, and I thought I was coming up from the ramp. That that was gold within itself, and Ooh, uh, I boy. thought my boots were about to melt. But but the moral story is I got to be something that I I envision that I can mold and and bring it to life. Just like the during Krampus, I was the, the um, Santa. The elf hunter. Elf hunter. Yeah. All I needed was some elf shoes with some bells on it, and it would have been gold. But I I turned that into gold because I found a decapitated Santa's head, and I walked around like it was a lantern, and I wore a black nitro glove, and it was gold. I, I like turning something, again, chicken shit into chicken salad, and, and, and turning make it gold. I can make it believable and kids hated it. Oh, but they sure love drunk Santa over here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
1: Jermaine, uh Seven. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, I own the name actually. Trademark. <laughs> He's gonna be like the ultimate warrior and just change his name to seven I seven. will.
3: Seven seven. Seventy seven. It's gonna be on my it's on a DL license. <laughs> uh, so
0: um Virginia. For, for new actors coming in, I always ask this question. For new actors coming in, what would some be some uh, good, solid advice you could give them? And, you know, even if your last season was just your first season, I think you picked up on enough. Oh, yeah. And and when I say enough, I mean, like, you, you picked up on so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what would be some advice that you could give to mm-hmm. somebody new coming in?
3: <clears throat> the advice I can give is be open to change yes don't get complacent because you won't make it being open to change try different characters to find your own pick some brains watch everybody else around you um that's the probably the best advice I could give somebody and be patient because there's mm-hmm. gonna be nights you're gonna get frustrated it's just that's what entertainment is every night's not going to be a home run it's all about singles and doubles you know, all right. You might have a night that's a home run, and night that you're not gonna have a home run. But you gotta make it worth your time, and be patient, and pick pick the brains, pick the people that are have been in this role for years or has has had success. Uh, also, watch movies. Oh yeah, watch a lot of scary movies. Just get ideas, and make it your own. That that that's all I can stress. I mean, to be honest with you, what I just said is. Is how you can, in my eyes, find success
0: yeah, um, yeah. and we've brought that up on on many other episodes too, not just with you, that people have to build their character off an extension of them right I mean, and it's the same thing you've got to make it your own.
3: But you've got to be able to you can't be handcuffed not to because you it becomes <clears throat> it becomes redundant and boring. Yeah. You have to be willing to try and fail. Right. It's all but, a learning experience. Yes. <laughs> but when but you gotta let you gotta be able to pitch it to the guys that wear the suits and drive the Cadillacs and cut your checks. Yes. You gotta be able to get them on board with it. So Yeah, yeah, but at
0: the same time you can't be afraid of them right. to the point that you're too scared to say, Hey, this isn't gonna work for me. Right. Can we try something different? Exactly. Because and th- for the listeners out there, for the most part If you Mm -hmm. work for the good hot and the right hot, they're going to take into consideration what you're feeling and what you want to do. So that that makes it that much better because you can walk up to them and say, hey, this mask isn't for me. Can I try this one or do you have something else that may fit me for this or, you know, so forth and so on.
3: Or you can make sure you have a cranium on your shoulders and it and it just rips it to shreds. <laughs> like You just ripped out your shirt doing biceps and pumping iron. And then, you know, you're eating meals, you're eating steaks, and you're going to back to the gym and pumping more iron, and you're, you're drinking protein shakes, and you're like, I, I. and I'll, I'll say this, too, before Jeff gets his, uh, his next
1: question in, and then you throw some questions our way. But, like, one of the things that I respect about you, whether it's, you know, wrestling whether it's corporate america you. or you know whether it was this like if if you didn't understand something or you thought that you had a better way to improve upon it you went to bat for it and you weren't afraid to speak up you didn't just go with the flow like if you thought you could take something and push it that much further you went to bat for it and you gave your reason why and a lot of people don't do that so i respect you know like just you being willing to go to bat for what you believe in
3: can i piggyback over that of course To whomever is listening, I will always stick up for myself and give my opinion, right or wrong. But it will always be the right opinion because I know what are my limits and I know what works. I mean, I might not be in certain positions. I might not be driving the Cadillacs, but trust me. I've been a, I've been around the block so many times. I'm a, I'm in wrestling. When you're wrestling, you're able to put things together and figure it out on the fly. So it's the it's the same thing, just different name and different flavor. That's all it is.
0: Yeah. And we've talked about that several times that wrestling and scare acting and, you know, everything else that you all do correlates together. It, it meshes, you know, it comes together. So. Right. Correct. Um so i always ask one more question that i'm going to give out to is uh what was your favorite scare of your first season um and in that favorite scare do you feel that you pushed too much or that you didn't push enough or that you could have done better what was your favorite one
3: well being in that is still early in the morning jeff you got to elaborate what's my perfect scare and <laughs> what you because right now. My my brain is like in the in the dump. <laughs> so out of everything
0: from season 21 that we was in. Oh wow. Um whether it be love bites or crackness oh, or anything okay. like that. What was that one scare that you done that stuck in your mind the most? Cuz you know there's there's some that you um that you you scare them or they don't get a reaction that you're looking for, so you move on and you forget about that one. Right. But what's that one that's stuck right there in the front of your mind that you can just spit out the first one?
3: When I became Rhino, I guess that was around Halloween time, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right then and there. I, I can't give a exact event, but during the season... Right, that I think that was towards the tail end of the season, ish, mid October, Halloween, when I became Rhino. Right then and there. That's
0: that's when it felt that it clicked with you the most. Yeah, when you it when found it, your spot. Yeah,
3: when when that Rhino mask came on, it's just like the the movie with Jason when he put that hockey mask on. You remember he he wore a sack over his head and then he wasn't he he was wearing a blanket. Once yeah. he got that hockey mask, it was like. uh Lino from Thundercats, you know what I'm saying? He just transformed. That's what it was like with that, with that, uh, rhino message. It's just like, I transformed into something and I was like, boom. Gotcha. Gotcha. Did I answer your
0: question? Yeah. I okay. mean, yeah. I'm not going to say you answered it directly, but you said, <laughs> I mean, you did throw out there that you couldn't think of one thing, but right. You, um,
3: because, because, because love bites. I was I was being a character of a character that wasn't supposed to be scary, right? It yeah. was just supposed to be because of that event. Yeah, Krampus, eh? It really wasn't scary. That was more. I, I watched the movie. I laughed. I watched Krampus. I laughed. That movie's not scary. The funniest part was the gingerbread men with the little bow and arrows going <laughs> the guy in the kitchen. That was hilarious. But I that that was more of a layback thing. However, the um, when I was Rhino, that's when it was. That's, that that's what I, I'm telling you. Rhino was the scare. Tack the. the Whatever you just yeah, said, that was that
0: was, <laughs> that was the one that that made you realize that you was gonna be back for twenty two.
3: Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's go, there you gotcha. go. Right, 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 right. I dig it. And um, <laughs> I apologize for rambling on that one and getting lost <laughs> in the weeds. I just haven't had my ca- caffeine. Well. well, dude, it's a lot
1: to take in too, because there was so many there were so many moving parts oh in Hot Season twenty one, and on top of that too, you and I like we would have the discussion every night. Like we went on like a near because we worked. Together outside of the haunt too, we went on a near seventy day straight working streak.
3: Well, yeah, I was able to stay at your house when I came in town. with you know, my dogs are back where I'm, where I'm li- currently residing, and we worked crazy. Thank God, my job was letting me do that for a little while, and I I had to pitch that. But you know that was a different that's a different scenario. We're not going to get into that. Yeah. Way.
1: Well, let's be real. You show up, you're consistent, you get the job done, and yeah, you can't argue the results.
3: Yeah, and uh. Dude, it was, it felt like it was, um, my footages. itches.
1: Oh, that was actually his foot falling off.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: my foot um, Stay spooky when your feet fall off, buddy. So, we we were, it felt like, you got hell weak. It felt like a hell months because yeah. it was so hot. You had no voice Well it would go from hot <laughs> to cold because that's that's Tennessee
1: weather Well like yeah. yesterday it was 65 now we're sitting here in the studio and there's three inches of snow outside
0: uh, you only got three I got six last night. Really? Jeff,
1: I don't need to know about your personal life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Six inches of snow, Flynn. And the one-liners are my job, not yours.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Well, before we go off on that dovetail, let's get to our main event segment of this spooktacular episode here. It is now our turn to be in the guest seat, and we're going to let the big man here throw two questions each our way. Don't know who he's going to start with. Don't know what these questions are ahead of time, but we are at his mercy, and he's probably going to get us in a double choke slam here. So, Big Sev, whenever you are ready to throw some questions our way, pick your first victim. One-two combo on each of us. Let's go.
3: Well, let me tell you something, brother dude, brother Brutai. Let's start with you. You know, brother, what made you really want to get into the uh... – Hunt life. I mean I know you're a voice actor. I know you're working on your podcast. Yep. I know you 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 know you you wrestle, you're back in that. But what really gave you the man, I really want to do this because this is me factor.
1: Well, truth be told, I went into it with tunnel vision. Um and like the more I talk about the story, the more I realize just how narrow minded I was, but also how gung ho I was on just building my voice acting resume and getting these things on under my belt to just have more consistency and again like you said more character development because voice acting is more than just a voice you have to bring a character behind it otherwise like whoever hears it on a commercial whoever hears it on TV they're going to realize that it's just some guy just talking into a microphone with a funny voice you have to bring character you have to bring emotion you have to bring your real life experiences to that and i was looking to develop more of these creepy you know like character voices because it's it's a big thing in video games it's a big thing in animation so i was just looking for ways that i could build my resume have a credible company on there so that it sticks out you know like when i'm up against somebody who may not have that much experience but you know again as i came in i've said it before i'll say it again i submitted my application I forgot that I did it because that's what you do as a voice actor. You submit an audition and you forget it. I came in after Jamie Lee called me two weeks later and said, you know, like, Hey man, how you doing? <laughs> hey, this is Jamie Lee.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no, I showed up and I'm like, okay, I've just and I, I talked to him after the fact and then who's in the who's in the actors lounge but none other than Ott and you know, it's like we're doing these introductions and oddly enough like, one of the guys uh, that was in my hiring class, I walked in in a Dragon Ball shirt with my favorite character, Vegeta, and, you know, they find out I'm a voice actor because I tell them about my acting experiences, and this guy goes, oh, are you are you Chris Sabat? And for those that don't know, this guy is like, uh, he owns one of the voiceover companies that works for Funimation and now Crunchyroll. He is the voice of Vegeta on Dragon Ball, and he has a lot of stake in the game, and I'm like, damn, like that's pretty damn cool. I wish, but no, I'm I'm just another Chris that's in the world here. Hence why I've changed to Flynn Hendricks because there's too many Chrises. But no, my whole intention was to uh, to just do the voice acting and you know see if I could just record lines for them that they would use throughout the season. Get it on my resume, get paid for it. But then Langley and Jamie and Ott started talking to me, and they're like, man, how would you like to be here and be in a scene? And you know, again, that thought hadn't even occurred to me. But as soon as I as soon as that opened up to me, I'm like, man, I think I'm gonna do this, and I think I'm gonna pitch it to you too and get you on board here. So I mean, that's that's literally how it all started. Just but you one... never
3: sold it to me. You couldn't. You couldn't sell, and that shows your day job. You can't sell. However, I'm... I have the most, the highest valued territory
1: at our at our company. Anyway, hey,
3: hey I got pictures of, of what you've done and you you've like sabotaged a lot of stuff I was told. They they sent me pictures because I actually I'm in I'm in a at a different location and your work ethic, as I should call it, is kind of suspect.
1: I set you up for success. I purposely tanked it so you could succeed.
3: Anyway, okay, cuz
1: I'm not even here. That's enough about me. Let's get over to uh to just Jeff Rowe here.
3: Okay, I right, Jeff. Uh-oh. My buddy Finally,
0: the first episode, I wasn't the first question I asked. Okay. I know that
3: the trend has been broken. Because <laughs> hey. I'm behind the driver's seat now. Again, it's it's my way of the highway, brother dude. <laughs> so, so Jeff, you've been at, at Nashville Nightmare for a long time. How many years? Uh,
0: this season will be my third.
3: Okay. Third. Well, I thought he was longer than that. So did he. It's okay. okay. Yep. <laughs> it's okay. You you've seen a lot. You've seen a lot of people come and go. With probably in those three years, and you pro and you started out as you were you on Q line. Were you in the hunt? Were you? Elite? I was in the house. Okay.
0: Actually, last year I was like, what you? I guess what you guys would call a utility player. They they would bounce me from different house to different house every night to fill in
3: spots okay. where I was needed. All right. Well, I'm gonna hit it hard right here. I want you to what I what I'm trying to figure out because like I said I met you, you have my back. But give me your your the highlights of last year and not so highlights. Meaning things were like you know cuz it, 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 it it's very stressful. It, yeah, it takes a yeah. lot out of you. So can you tap into that and just and paint a picture and because I, I want to hear from you. You've been there 3 years. You're 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 the most seasoned in this room. Um you you've seen a lot. Um can you shed a lot of light on that? Cuz you worked you worked the Newtown area. My my favorite
0: highlight of last year was um me flying off the car. With, <laughs> 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 that that was uh, kind of humorous, but you know, once that, that, um, that was that was said and done, it was over. So. Yeah,
3: Yeah. <laughs> um
0: my, my, I think my favorite biggest highlight of last year was when Jamie Lee approached me and said, Hey, um, we've got a new idea we're going to do for you this year. Um, we want to put characters outside as door host and we want to put you outside Nuketown. Um, Nuketown I've been in there for the most of the, uh, the two years, two seasons that I was there. Okay. Um, uh, 2020, it was uh, Sector 615 this year in Nuketown you know, they changed the name, changed a few things inside of it. It's still the haunt, um, whatever they call it. But um, they put me as the door host there and I absolutely loved it because not only did I get to be the customer service guy, the first face of the haunt, but I also got to act a little bit and I also got to creep little kids out. It was just it was just great all around. I got to do what I love doing. Um, and honestly, my low point was when they put me back in the house for a couple of nights right, because right. we were short staffed. Right. Um, don't get me wrong. I loved being in the house, but I missed interacting with the people that came through on a personal level. Like I could walk up to him as a, um, drill instructor character, which is what I was kind of doing outside the haunt and ask people where they were from and, you know, when they walk up to me at the uh, haunt, you know, I was like, all right, listen up recruits. And, you know, i start talking to right. them like that. Um, but then I would get on a personal level and I'd be like, where are you maggots from tonight? You know, that kind of thing. So, and when I'd find out that they drove, you know, eight hours from Michigan down to the haunt to literally turn around, go through the haunt, go straight back to Michigan the same night, which just blew my mind. Ooh, buddy! But, um, it, it it gave me pride and it was humbling to me that I could say thank you for coming to our haunt that it means that so much to you you know
3: i oh absolutely i thought you were like the muscle jeff <laughs> <laughs> seriously <laughs> if i if you, thought you were legit if i didn't cuz i didn't know you i thought you you were the muscle of that particular attraction mm-hmm. that okay this is this guy right here even though he's in character, I swear this guy's security too. <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu jail. <gym. laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, you're you're a big dude. You know what I'm saying? I mean, size doesn't matter, but it's, a, it's about appearance. You know, you you don't you don't crack you never crack the smile, the whole time. You just
1: method actor.
3: Yeah, you yeah. kept the same look. It was like, you you for example, you can smile and the all of a sudden you wipe your hand from your face. It's this is your face the whole time? Yeah. So. And I was like, man, this guy's the muscle. Okay, cool. And then all the shit took took place. I was like, yeah, this guy got my back. So, but I think that's one
0: reason why me and you get along so well is you know, I'm I'm basically the same height as you are. Okay. I'm just not as stacked as much as you are. You're right. still a pretty thick dude, I don't dude, have though. the 22-inch biceps and the 10-pound left testicles. <laughs> let's, so. let's oh,
3: they call me testicles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's actually, if you Google that, it's called testicles. He has 10-pound balls. this
1: podcast becomes 10-pound
3: motherfucking balls. Oh my god. You got what? Dennis Rodman in this motherfucker now.
1: Oh. Uh, oh my god. I know you had sickle cell anemia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, let's get these last two questions in before we really get kicked off the air. <laughs> right. We're going to
3: get kicked off cuz of me. I ended you sh- this shit. And we still got to do the other part. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so my thing is this, Daiskey. Yes. What kept you motivated through this this season because you dealt with so many elements. It was hot. It rained. You know, it, it was cold, and you had people, you have um, angry people, then you you're, you have oh, a family, you're, you're trying to do a podcast. You got, you got so many things going on in your life. How were you able to keep the engine going? Uh, as you
1: know, with a lot of Monster Energy drinks and a lot of Taco Bell, because on top of all that, too, he he has unfortunately since passed, but, you know, we had our our, our youngest dog at the time, Mo. He was in and out of the emergency vet at the time. We didn't know that he had a, a rare form of stomach cancer, but man, I almost had a that dog. A, never liked me. He didn't like a lot of people. He, he was abused he before we got him. No, he wasn't racist, but <laughs> he had a he had a really bad situation before we got him, and he never really got past that point. But I mean, you know, it was just I even had a post where I, I it was that so dog relieving. Was MAGA. <laughs> Get out! It was so relieving to actually just be able to post it and say it. But, like, I was on the verge of a nervous breakdown because we did work almost, like, 70 days straight. I literally had these permanent crow's feet under my eyes. And the joke every night was, you know, like, I found my inner raccoon. I'd take a picture in the face paint or whatever. I just, I was able to to find a way to joke about it because self-deprecating humor is a safety mechanism for me. But, you know, it's like, I was just able to make light of situations. And I thankfully, I had a group of supportive people around me that kept me going too, you know, like, in the past, I've been around people that may not have been as supportive, but, you know, like, being around Jeff, being around you, having my wife, the kids, Jamie Lee, Langley, all these people that would check in, some of them I just met, but they, like, it literally became a family and a team, and having all those people there made me look forward to going to the haunt, and just having, like, it was work, don't get me wrong, but, you know, like, it it made me look forward to going and getting that release. It was exciting. So, you know, just the people coupled in with what we got to do to have some escape from the real world, that's what got me through it.
3: Um Jeff, the same question goes for you as well. What kept that engine going because you 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 have a family. Mhm. You have a full-time job. You you um you you were at the hunt every night. Yep. Hot, cold, rainy, whatever, whatever it may be. Disgruntled patrons. How were you able to keep that engine going and just to keep your head up and not, you know, I'm pretty sure it was behind closed doors there were frustrating times, but how were you able to just keep going?
0: Uh, that's. I mean, that's a good question, and like uh, Flynn said, you know, it's, it's, uh, we're, we're a huge family there. We really are. Um, and the fact that I get to see those guys every day that we're working, that I don't see them throughout the season, you know, or throughout the off season, but I'm normally the first guy at the haunt every night. Whoa. Like Jamie Lee's there. Langley's normally there. Hey, my name's
3: Um, Jamie Lee. (laughs) Hi, fellas, my name's Jamie Lee. Jamie Uh, Lee. Oh, Jamie Lee. Hey, Jermaine, my
0: name's Jamie Lee. Uh, Kevin's normally there. Uh, and that's about it. Like, I'm normally there two to three hours before actor call. Holy shit. How's um,
1: bragging camp going over there? <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> I, 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 hey, I'm right. getting to a point here. Are you okay. walking around the
3: hunt making sure there's no potholes? Because I, I swear <laughs> to God, I <laughs> fell in the all <laughs> point in <of> time. <laughs> Oops, I was not supposed to say that. Oh, hey, my bad. It, it slipped out. Our parking lot's
0: paid by dot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tax dollars, hard work.
0: But, um... The the fact that I'm there so early, my point is is the fact that I get there so early is because I I live and breathe for the haunt that we're at. Really? Um I, I I love that place. I love the inside of it, I love the outside of it. The fact that they're making so much changes right or so many changes right now has me so excited that I drive by there like once a week. And I've gotten I've gotten to
1: see the inside
0: of
3: so 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 basically you're saying is that you're going to be enshrined there when you leave this earth you're going to be put in that little hearse I
0: I do think that I'm going to have my body taxidermied and put me up it's like the old country song prop me up by the jukebox put me up by the mannequin in the corner and you know and I will say this we do actually have mummified cats in our haunt I don't know if you knew this or not I never knew that yeah we do. Holy but shit. that's another story for another day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I think on that morbid note, we're gonna go ahead and call it a day here, man. Like, again, like this is one of my best friends, and the trend has continued where I keep learning new things about people I've known since, like, in this case, 2007. But I'm glad that we finally, got oddly enough, seven. But
3: <sighs> can I piggyback off something real quick? Or yeah, go ahead? And, go, no, go ahead.
1: Go ahead, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap the show you up better, here. You're about to wrap it up.
3: Yep. Well, this goes out to the new management, brother, dude. The NWO is back in the black and white. And we're gonna take over this new year.
1: Hang on, let me let me ask you this: Shouldn't it be the HWO? No, the, the Hot N- World Order, brother. No, the NWO, brother. Oh, okay. okay, fine, you win.
3: The NWO because there's new there's new leadership, and <laughs> we're gonna break necks and cash checks, just like the NWO and the Hawkster does best.
1: Oh, good Lord. Well, guys, this has been an awesome episode. I pray that we're back in two weeks if we don't get murdered or kicked off the air sometime in between there uh, before we get this guy out of studio. But I hope you guys have enjoyed this. This has been one that I've been waiting to bring to you guys for a long time, and I know Jeff has been just as excited, too. And, man, this, there's so much more to come, and every time we say it, it's going to get bigger, it's going to get better. We need a two-part episode. Oh, yeah, you'll be back. You'll be back. After this, I think we'll have to bring you back in. But before we wrap it up here tonight, guys, again, I not only have to thank you, but I have to encourage you to go find us on your preferred podcasting platform. Find us, subscribe, leave a five-star and a written review because it helps the algorithm more than you realize. Follow us on all social media platforms so that you can find out what we're doing and what we got coming up. And on top of that, too, if there's a local haunt or attraction going on in your area, go out and support and have some fun. And if it's something you're interested in doing, what are you waiting for? Ask for an application. Ask how you sign up and ask ask how you apply. Take the chance and have some fun. But, Jeff, before we get out of here, is there anything that these people need to do? They need to
0: stay spooky. I mean, spooky.
1: (laughs) Jeff, you've been on Urban Dictionary too much. But, guys, seriously, (laughs) I know you hear me when I say stay spooky. And we thank you for myself, for just Jeff, and for Big Sev over there. Tune in next time for another awesome episode. Thank you for listening this week, and we hope you'll tune in next time for another spectacular episode. <laughs> Tales from the Haunt has been a Flynn Hendricks production. <laughs>